Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey there. I'm Amy Walter, co-host of The Takeaway. In the Politics Brief podcast, you'll hear the best segments from all the different WNYC shows covering the 2018 elections. It's the sharpest, most timely talk, analysis, and original reporting from shows like On the Media, The Brian Lehrer Show, and of course, The Takeaway. Also, from the WNYC Newsroom, which is tracking key races in New York and New Jersey. The stakes are high, and we want you to have the information you need. It's what we do. Welcome to Politics Brief from WNYC. Ever since Donald Trump became president, activist groups have sprung up across New Jersey, creating a progressive surge in five congressional districts that have elected Republicans for decades. WNYC's Nancy Solomon has been following this suburban resistance movement for the past 18 months and found it's made up of women who are mostly middle-aged, middle-class, and white. The women who are now running three of the most successful activist groups New Jersey has seen in a very long time woke up the morning after the Trump election in shock. I was devastated by the outcome, expecting that we'd have a first woman president like everybody else. You see that counter right there? That's where I cried my eyes out. We wanted to do something, but nobody knew what to do. So these meetings sort of popped up. I read an essay that said uh, when you're feeling so sad and um, powerless, the best thing to do is to connect with other people who feel like you do. So I emailed everybody I knew in my community and invited them to my house just to talk. And they, my house was full, fuller than it's ever been. Amy Heiger, Margaret Illis, and Sylvia Valenda went on to form three powerhouse groups that have placed suburban New Jersey at the heart of the resistance. While many men were upset about the Trump election, women joined in much larger numbers. Avalenda says that's because women were more angry that Hillary Clinton, with all her experience, was defeated by a man who was unqualified and offensive. When we see a woman who sort of looks like you, has done everything right, you know, uh, I went to college in the 90s and I went to law school in the 90s and I was told you paid your dues. You know, you, you, you wait your turn. Don't be too aggressive. Don't be too pushy. But if you do the right things, if the, you know, you'll get rewarded. And in the end, we weren't rewarded. She didn't become president, right? He became president. They channeled that anger into the midterm elections. NJ7 Forward organized against Leonard Lance, and NJ 11th for Change took on Rodney Freelinghausen. Raise your voice with all your might. Help, there is a human right. These new activists in the 11th Congressional District forced Freelinghausen into retirement and have organized a team in almost every town in the district. For example, the Livingston team has 100 people on its volunteer list. One night this fall, I stopped by the home of Lori Kahn. The people that are here tonight are writing postcards to get people out for the general election on November 6th to get them out to vote, get them to the polls. Armed with postcards, pens, and stamps, about a dozen women are writing personal messages to fellow Livingston residents. The groups have also held forums on democracy, protests at their congressmen's offices, and have run phone banks and canvassing trainings. They taught volunteers how to use an app on their smartphones, aptly named for that icon of suburbia, minivan. You'll click on it, and you're going to come up to a screen that looks like this. One click immediately sends the results of their door knocking back to the organizers. 
These activist groups are representative of what is going on in suburban swing districts across the country. A Pew Research Center poll taken in September found 58% of women nationwide prefer the Democratic candidate for Congress. Lara Putnam, a historian at the University of Pittsburgh, has been following many of these suburban movements. She says the groups are remarkably similar, mostly white, middle-aged, and middle-class women who have flexible work schedules. So that they could look at the list of to-do items on the refrigerator, which already have, like, project at work, you know, kids' science project, volunteer uh, at the high school, and they added on to that, like, safe democracy. I mean, I think there's privilege in all of this. We live in an affluent area in New Jersey. Siley Avalenda is with NJ 11th for Change. When you have Fridays with Freelingheisen, that's on a Friday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We just need to get to the core of what this really means and see if we can build a community that still engages with those people that don't have the privilege of being free in the middle of the day. Avalenda is a white Cuban who grew up in a Spanish-speaking immigrant household. I asked her why she thinks the suburban activist groups are predominantly white. Most communities of color and immigrant communities have been fighting in these arenas for a very long time. And it's suddenly the white women that woke up and said, wow, we have to do something about it. So absolutely, that's why. It's not so surprising that the Trump resistance in these two congressional districts are predominantly white. After all, New Jersey's 7th is 79 percent white and the 11th is 89 percent. South Orange and Maplewood, where Soma Action is based, is much more diverse. But the group isn't. Sarah and Geneva Paul are among the few people of color who are involved. Sarah is 70 and retired from the Newark Public Schools. I lived during the civil rights uh, era, so I know that change, people can bring about change. And people, I think, for a number of years, I think we've been sleeping. Or they had other things on their minds. Her 36-year-old daughter, Geneva, moved back home and is working and going to school for a master's degree. She's also involved with Soma Action, but she says most of her friends are too busy juggling work and parenting. I think of my committee like most people do work, but it seems like they have more flexibility. Like I know when I'm at work, like I can maybe glance at my phone, but I really don't have time to like organize something. Like all the women I've interviewed from these activist groups, Geneva and Sarah enjoy being part of Soma Action. The political work is gratifying because it's channeling their frustration and anger and also because it's social. Neither mother nor daughter are troubled by the lack of people of color involved, but they're not surprised either. Trump isn't that different from a lot of white men. I think for some white people, this is more of like their wake-up call, you know? But I think the other part of this, for me, you feel like you know the issue, but it's not cleanly laid out. Like, how do you, how do you get there? Or like, mm -hmm. what are the actions, you know, to work towards this? So I think part of it is that's just a deterrent, because it's like, how do you attack something that just seems so big or so like distant, right? Do my actions even matter? Can I make a difference? Right. The suburban movement has already made a difference. They forced one powerful Republican into retirement, and every New Jersey Republican is now facing tough Democratic opposition, backed by an unprecedented level of grassroots activism. The activists may not win every seat, and they may not flip Congress. But no matter the outcome on November 6th, Siley Avalenda says there's no going back. I think... It's important that I don't walk away and that we don't just walk away and say, all right, done, you know, in November 2018. We need to sustain this so that we can make sure that 
we make all the change we want, but also that women continue to be part of this discussion. And that could change New Jersey politics for years to come. Nancy Solomon, WNYC News. Thanks for listening to Politics Brief. If you want more, go to wnyc.org slash election.